0: Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live
1: from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia,
2: it's time to wake up and get woke. It's Three Dudes with a View. Let's get it He's He's it down, loaded
3: up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go, and a short time to get there. I found Spounder, what a bandit
4: run. All right. Hey, hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. Welcome to Three Dudes with a View. I'm Dude Number Three, Del Kennedy. And boy, oh boy, what a oh well. Oh. A weekend we have had i mean if you think if you think things can't change in the congressional u.s fifth in a big old hurry it's been changing like the spring weather this weekend and nobody knows who's on deck and where the cards are getting shuffled or the cards are the deck chairs or something i don't know whatever you want to shuffle the shuffling is a shuffling on uh big news big court decision a lot of developments um dude number two clayton harris how you doing i'm doing well del good morning everybody Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delk.
3: How's everybody?
4: I enjoyed watching all the Republicans uh, do the, the the tap dance.
3: No, I watched the Democrats have a wonderful Heritage Dinner this weekend and went to it. Uh, big turnout. Big turnout. Great. It means uh, a lot of Democrats are active, and uh, we invite all Republicans who want to vote
4: on the Democratic ticket. Come on over. There you go. Congratulations on a good on a good event, Mr. York. All right, regular special, Monday guest dude, Carrie Powers. How are you? Haven't been haven't been around. Where are you, Carrie? Where have you been? All right, Carrie, You're muted. We're not getting you. Carrie. We're, we're not getting you. Uh see if you can figure it out. We'll move on. We got a we got a couple we got a couple of three special guests, or uh a guest a couple three guest dudes uh guest dude chris Chumley, how you doing man good morning everybody and uh guest dude chris yow who is hello <laughs> good morning i'm just here to listen
0: there you go well we appreciate but if you have a question i'll be happy to answer yeah. all right i think we may have kerry now Carrie powers you on there
5: happy monday
4: all right we got you uh and chris y'all is uh Tom Price, who does uh, Middle Tennessee Today, our news program from 7.30 to 8, and then again in the afternoon from 5 to 5.30, is on vacation this week. Chris Chow is with Main Street Murray, and he's been filling in for uh, Tom Price starting this morning and will all this week. Chris, we appreciate that. Hey, absolutely. Happy to do it. All right. Now, special guest, direct from the Mexico-U.S. border, uh, General Kurt Winston, candidate for fifth congressional uh, seat right here in uh, U.S. Congress,
6: right here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, General, good morning. Good morning, Dell. Thanks for having me, as always. Good to see everybody this morning. It's a little warm down here, uh, but it's a, it's a good place to be right now. I'm in Del Rio, Texas, Verde County, and I just uh, got finished having breakfast with um, Sheriff Joe Frank Martinez and several guests that he had. Uh, so he could give me an update on on um, the issues that are going on in the uh, the border right now, and it's uh, uh, you know we've talked about it in Tennessee, but now that I'm down here seeing it, it's definitely a a, a crisis. I mean, this is a this is a failed policy by the current Biden administration, and it's kind of sad. Um, uh, just if I if I can have a second here, sure. I just want to share share this with you. So we got down yesterday, and we spent the all afternoon here. And one of the local deputies was driving us around, showing us the border, showing us the the holes in the walls, showing us places where there was a lot of of problems occurring and just how all this is affecting the community. And it's amazing uh, all the the private lands that are getting trampled down by uh, illegals coming across the border where their pickup points are. Uh, sometimes these uh, pickup points turns into car chases, which turns into accidents in the community that can kill and have killed not only the illegals that have been in the trucks, but the people involved in the community that have been involved in the accidents because they just run uh, during, the, during a uh, car chase. Uh, it's, it's just it's unbelievable. There aren't enough Border Patrol agents. I mean, that's just a fact. Uh, there's barely, when you're sheriff's department of 40, there's approximately 40 in this county sheriff's department of about 3,200 square miles in this county. Half of those have to do with uh, doing sheriff's jobs that you normally do, but the other half are, are trying to help out uh, in the local community, in the, the policing part of the local community, and they have to be out helping the border patrol agents because there's not enough. That's the federal government's requirement. It's the border patrol. And, right. and the local sheriffs are having to help them just to get, um, you know, get their job done. Uh, and yesterday we saw, it, we saw it just point blank. We were driving along, and he, uh, the, the deputy was talking to us, explaining to us everything that was going on in the area. And all of a sudden we see two adults with four children. And these were a 7-year-old, 6-year-old, a 4-year-old, a and a one year old And it's 106 degrees at this point, got up to 109. Wow, and they're bringing, they're bringing the kids there, and then abandoning the kids, and they're running back across the border, and so there are these kids just by themselves. And if we had not been driving up on it, I mean, this is a desolate area. If we just happened by accident, been driving up on it, Lord knows what happened to those kids. I mean, it was hot as heck out there. I mean, one of them a year and a half year old kid. I mean, this is a this wow. is a small this is a baby. What and I don't what what do the officials say though? I mean, why why do the two adults go back across the border? What well, they know. they were they were relatives. Those were people hired to bring these kids across and, and just drop them. That's okay. that's what's
2: happening. In hopes that somebody would find the child, is that?
6: Yes, and, and hopefully it would be quickly. Now, obviously the kids were uh, located by the sheriff's uh, deputy that we were with. He called Border Patrol. Now we didn't know how long it was going to take for Border Patrol to get there because there's not enough Border Patrol. And so it could have been an hour or two hours. It happened not to be, uh, but only uh, about 10 minutes or so before they arrived, one border, border Patrol agent. They scoured the area to make sure there weren't any more kids, tried to you know, run down the, the, uh, the two males that brought them across. And then they took, you know, the kids were dehydrated. They gave them water, uh, gave them snacks, found out as much as they could about them. And then they get them to a, a center uh, where they're, um, uh, they're processed through. Uh, it, it's a few miles down the road, but they're processed there. And then they start trying to run down uh, relatives and find out people that they can get them to in the United States.
4: Why? Uh, why would? It's, it's, it's hard for me to understand, though. Why would anybody hire two people to take four kids across the border and leave them?
6: What, what's the motivation there? they I've been thinking about that for the last 12 hours. Uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, but... Uh, I, you know, these, they were telling us that some of these men that did this could make anywhere between about five to twenty thousand uh, dollars for uh, a person to bring them across the border and get them over here. I mean, obviously, you know, people will start talking about our country being as, you know, you know, not a great place to live, and obviously, people are risking their lives to get in here. But it's hard to, I mean, it's just hard to fathom that you would bring kids across the line and just leave them, just abandon are, were the, were them the right kid- on the border. The kids when you say
3: things are so bad at their home that they took the chance of letting somebody who was stranger take their kids, I don't know about the price yeah. that they're making, but don't you think there's dire straits when people allow their kids to go from their home? It must be awful dangerous
6: in their home.
5: I well, mean. you
6: know, I don't I don't I don't know about that because I haven't been there, but I do know that. The current administration is encouraging this by allowing these borders no, to be I,
3: I, I disagree with that, uh, General.
6: Okay, we're well, not encouraging
3: that.
4: I think, Mr. York. I think what and I'll jump in here that I mean that's that's the first thing that we project, and we always project onto other people and other cultures uh, what is might be true in our own culture uh, and or with our own people and. So we we project that their living conditions were so bad that the parents would be willing just to, to ship away four children, God knows where, leave them in the middle of nowhere, and trust that that would be a better life than the one they were presently in. I find that hard to believe. Did the children appear to be malnourished, General?
6: No. Nope. Okay. They did not. They did not. Now no, they were they were dehydrated yesterday.
4: Yeah, but Obviously. they they,
6: end up, they were clothed. They were clothed and fed wherever they'd come from. Correct. Now, this is uh, this has already been picked up by the uh, by the news, and it's it's gotten out there. On, at least we've seen it on Twitter and different different outlets. Right. So, hey, Dale.
5: We- yeah, Carrie. Um, like when I hear this story, like as a human and as a mother, I think, Oh my gosh, I want I want those four kids. Like, I want to take care of them. Like, as a human being, my heart is like, oh, my gosh, this is tragic. Like, I really want to take care of those kids. But then I stop and I think about my friend that's a teacher at Cox and what she tells me about things that she encounters on a daily basis about, like, horrible living conditions for kids. Like, it's in our community. And those are, like, American citizens. So, like, just Mexico needs to not be putting we've got plenty of our own to deal with so like my my loving heart really wants to just take care of those kids but truly until we are taking better care of our own just we're gonna have to like put up some appropriate boundaries on on that and really take care of that so i think the current administration and mr york i just i mean i love your i love the picture you paint about the happy democrats but i'd really like to see more done to like put boundaries on what is not ours, Mexico in this case, so that we can take care of ours. I mean, let's get our house in order.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. P- but the real problem right now is not uh, the border. The border is a problem, but the real current problem is guns in America and how we oh, are training these oh, young people. Uh, we'll get to that, to
4: that, that sooner or later. We got to
5: cut. Let's, let's There's more than, than one problem, problem. General. The, let's, one let's, problem. let's
4: get back to General Winstead and the border. The um, uh, the, and he's running for U.S. Congress, folks. Running for the Republican nomination for U.S. Congress uh, for the Fifth District, the one we we're flat in the middle of, and we're he's down there personally observing, you know, what's going on with the Biden administration, which of course uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, Department of the uh, Department of Homeland Security controls the borders, the Border Patrol, the ICE, the. All it's the kind of thing that that uh, do the police work on illegal immigration, which is occurring. You know, the uh, those four kids became, no matter how they got there, they became illegal immigrants. Now, but general, as a matter of federal policy, I would submit that the Biden administra- the, the Biden administration in in its own view is not failing on the border. The Biden administration is getting
6: exactly what it wanted to get. It ran on it. What to say you? Uh, yeah, uh, I'll tell you this. All I'm doing is talking to the people that have been working here five or six years. Deputy, we, we were talking to his family. has been in law enforcement. Everybody in his family's in law enforcement. They've been in law enforcement forever. And so I asked the question earlier, man, what's, what is the deal with dropping off kids on the border? So how long has this been going on? It wasn't going on six years ago. It wasn't going on five. It wasn't going on three years ago. This is a recent occurrence because the border to the rest of the world is just porous right now, open, allowed, get up there, come on in. There's no rule of law, just get there. And and that sounds great until you drop off four kids on the border and leave them there. Thank goodness they were found. That's all I've said. And so this, not me, this is a local law enforcement that said, this is just a recent phenomenon. So, I mean, I, I mean, Facts are what they are, but this is exactly the way it's happening. So it's it's uh, uh, you know these are these are no policies of the Biden administration. They are failed policies of anything. What uh, as a U.S. congressman, what what would you
4: what would you do to try to remedy this? Yeah, this what, what
6: what's changed with your
2: views uh, since you've been down there? What policy do you <laughs> think is
6: well? The first and foremost is have more border patrol agents. Because they have the jurisdiction over this, and we have. Because when they're away putting people, processing people, then other things are going on right behind them, and the local sheriffs don't have the jurisdiction to stop it. So uh, more, more border, border, patrol agents has to. We have to have that. What and about the obviously? Wall? Obviously, the wall has to be built. That almost goes without saying. <laughs> so it's as
2: bad as we thought it was. It's worse. It's worse.
4: All right, let's take a break and come back, General. We'd love to have you on the other side if you can stay. Thank you.
7: Yeah are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada and Regal Parks has SUVs, The Encore Enclave and Envision their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget for a vehicle that has everything experience the new Buick for a dealer that has everything experience Parks Motor Sales visit 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorsales.com
3: Working. Are we going to do what they say can't be done We've got a
4: long way to go And a short time to get there I'm east just watch a Bandit Run All right, we are back, three news with a view My name is Elf Kennedy, I am dude number three Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing well, Doug, good morning, everybody
4: Dude number one, Mr. Jim Yore. Good morning, Delk. What's going on? I have everything, it appears. Uh-huh. Yeah, and
3: it's, a, it's an insult to to any voter that a potential candidate's running around on the Mexican border when we got eight, 19 kids dead and possibly two more gonna die.
1: He's and, a lot closer to the deal situation. Nobody's talking about
3: gun laws. Nobody's talking about the issue that we can deal with. Yeah, the border might be a problem. It's not killing people. It's not killing babies. Yeah,
0: it's killing I mean, people. It, it's definitely, definitely <laughs> killing people, Mister
4: Yorick. What? Do we have another shooting yesterday or
1: something? In
4: they had two shootings since
3: the one in and, and they had one in Tulsa and another one in a another in a church. I don't know where exactly, but yeah. killed there were, there three there or four was... people.
1: There were three people shot and 14 injured in Chattanooga yesterday.
4: All right, y'all. That's uh, Chris Yao, who's with Main Street Murray. He's uh, sitting in with us, and uh, we're delighted to have him. He is also substituting this week for Tom Price on Middle Tennessee Today, our news program, which is on from 730 to 8 a.m. and 5 to 530 p.m. on this station each day. Uh, Middle Tennessee Today, just like this show, Three Dudes with a View. Uh, go find it, go find the podcast, wherever you get your podcast uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever, just look for three dudes with a view or look for middle Tennessee today. And, and, um, uh, if you're not able to listen to the broadcast while it's on, then you can catch it, Bluetooth it to your smart TV, Bluetooth it to your car radio. However, Bluetooth it to your earbuds, whatever it is you like to do, but the, these podcasts are out there and will be a, up and running shortly after the show is completed today regular special guest dude Carrie Powers how are you excellent now, let's Thank see and what I'm, I''m I've gotten out of order here wait a minute dude number two is Clayton Harris hey, good morning everybody dude number one mr jim york good morning Dell. and regular special guest dude uh Chris Chumley. how's it going man good morning everybody all right what well, we general winstead had to go over the break he is down on the border he was uh I had a couple more things I want to talk to him about, but I understand his schedule. He was here Friday night at first Friday. There were uh, record crowds, um, downtown, uh, where the politicians were just as thick as cedar trees. And, uh, the, the people were talking to the politicians, but they were also doing what they do on first Friday, listening to the music, going out to eat, shopping, all those kind of things. Um, you know, Chris. I, I, mean, I know General Winstead was there. Uh, Beth Harwell was there. Uh, uh, our own Mayor Ogles.
0: I did not appear. His team was there. He, he was not. No. <laughs> uh, and,
4: and if there were any other candidates there, they could have been. I just didn't notice them.
0: There were some from some other races other than the congressional fifth. You know, uh, Scott Zebicky. He, w- he was there. Jason Gillum had his. Uh, I, think I think he had a campaign kickoff. Yeah.
2: Um yeah, upstairs. Lee Brooks, Chris Sockwell. Yeah I saw Charlie Norman and Sheila Butts. So there was yeah. a lot of them there. I don't think any other congressional candidates were there except um, Kurt and Beth. Okay. Um so there you go.
4: But that's uh it is the political season and we are off and running.
1: Uh, again, it's the this, most wonderful time of the year, Delk. Yeah, all right, all right. It's, it's like a, Christmas. I love it. Oh, you and Clayton. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I love election year. It's I the love best. It, I love <laughs> it.
4: All right. The uh, you know, I, 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 politics has changed. I you know, I never got to see these days, but uh, my mom and dad used to talk about it back in the fifties. I mean, Dad, was, they were they were heavy into it. They, of course, they were Democrats at the time. They were supporting campaigns, but it was the custom for the candidate wherever they uh, may, you know, gather a few people, which back then you just didn't have as much, you know, you had to get people gathered up. There wasn't as much media around. There wasn't much other way to communicate other than to get get some people in a room, you know, or out under a shade tree in these hot summers because they didn't have much air conditioning back then. And... uh, used to. It was the custom for the candidate, you know, to have a few bottles of whiskey to uh, pass out into the crowd, so they could pass the bottle while the candidate spoke. Always seemed to make the candidate more attractive. (laughs) Yeah, so the good old days. There you go.
1: I can see it. The political
4: season. Like
5: to have more good old days. Amen.
1: Come on, Carrie.
5: Well, I mean, (laughs) candidate. Most candidates today. I don't know. I don't think. even with whiskey, do many of them look very good? <laughs> flake, is,
3: flake is corn flakes, Gary.
5: <laughs> so I, did, I enjoyed seeing General Winstead just now. So, uh, yeah, and he was having... But, but I, I, I mean, like, when our mayor's name came up, Mr. York was over there giggling. I got... It kind of brightened my Monday to, to just watch you giggling. I mean, just his name makes you laugh. I mean, you know, like... Clown show. Clown show. I mean... So uh, I would like to see some candidates that really look good, even with whiskey. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, there we go. There's a goal. Let's talk about the big news, though. And I did want—I wish I'd had General Winstead longer, but this is still big news. The Chancery Court of Friday afternoon, folks. This is a political uh, earthquake here in Middle Tennessee. Friday afternoon, the Chancery Court in Davidson County. Let's Mm -hmm. see this chancellor's name. Wait a minute. Uh, Chancellor Russell Perkins ruled that Starbucks' name must come back on the ballot, but his ruling, I've read the whole thing, uh, his ruling is amazing from a legal standpoint. I'll put it that way. Um, I have seen some rulings that are opinions that are as thorough, as analytical, as well reasoned, but I've never seen... Any judge turn around a ruling this well reasoned and analytical in two days, which is apparently what Judge Russell did, uh, and uh, it, it's it's amazing to me legally as a lawyer and its uh, its analysis, its citation to authority, uh, its conclusions, and its rulings of law and that's there's a lot of talk about appeal and, and what the decision did is put Robbie Starbuck back on the ballot. It rendered the decision of the state executive committee of the Republican Party ruling that the meeting that any action taken during the meeting of the state executive committee at that meeting where those remove those three removals occurred is null and void. Now, folks, nobody else, I don't, is anybody else, it, it puts Starbuck back on the ballot, but reading it, it, it what, what the judge held is that the Tennessee Open Meetings Act, that a, a meeting of the state executive committee of the Republican Party is convened for these purposes under state statute, that uh, the, the state... State Tennessee State Code uh, authorizes a party to meet uh, to decide who uh, of those candidates on the ballot are uh, bona fide Democrats or Republicans, and it authorizes them under some certain circumstances, and it's it's got some specific language in there to remove the candidates. Judge Russell simply held that. Of course, the meeting was held in secret, uh, with secret ballot, and it certainly wasn't even close to the open meeting required under the Tennessee Open Meetings Act. And the Tennessee Open Meetings Act, uh, by its language, says that any such illegal meeting is that, anything that that body does, any decision they render, is null and void. Uh, so... You got to think. I mean, I'm 99 percent certain well, that Ortega's and yes. Baxter Lee are back on the ballot.
1: They have to be.
2: Yeah. Well, now I have heard from a few people, and I don't know. I, I I've read it. You know, I've no idea, but I've had a few people tell me, without a shadow of a doubt, this appeal will not stand. Well, that's what and I and it I, will be overturned. So I'm hearing. Without a shadow of a doubt, it will be overturned, and he will be off. And then I'm hearing, without a shadow of a doubt, he will be on. So
1: I'm very interested to see how it plays out. You know, all three have to be on the ballot, Dilk, because none of none of the uh, – this ruling means that everything they did is null and void, which means everything that was official In, on every, April 19th – Everything is null and void, period. It, and that everything that was official that on Max April Raleigh 19th, correct. Artegas. All three of them have to because none of them met the deadline to withdraw from the ballot. Therefore, everything that was official on April 19th is now official once again. And That's you,
0: what's it, what this means. And at this point, if you're Scott Golden over the state Republican Party... Now there's the turkey we need to unlay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what about a, the serious, most I mean,
4: ham handling hand- as chair of the state Republican he Party? He, w- he wants to appeal that to- determined to just tear the party down. I
0: want an explanation as to why they're so. Big on, on trying to get this overturned. and who are they trying? Who are they trying to help? Benefit? It's, it's from certainly this?
4: not, you know, what a Republican state officials are supposed to do is to be honest brokers for all Republicans. Well,
0: it, it seems like they're trying. They, they they are trying to help one or two of the candidates. Well, of course, I mean, I mean,
4: this is just. Yeah, and we're going to get to this. These state executive committee members, who I assume probably elect uh, Scott Golden. They every damn one of them needs to be voted out. Nobody's ever cared who they were before, but we're going to find out who ours are. Well, and uh, there's a, there's uh, a lot of people put their name and lights on this radio. Station there's a lot the of election.
2: people who have no issue with the residency law. I I love it. You need to be here for the three residency years. Three.
4: Law though had nothing to well, do. Well,
2: I love it, but everything that they, the timing and the the reasons behind them doing it so quickly and then them doing this and just removing them off of the ballot Wait, chris one
4: of the things we do know though is that the none of the three removals had anything to do with residents.
1: right uh, we, but with it coming afterwards yeah he's saying the the, the collective of all of these things the happening, effort, collective effort to do this so quickly a uh, it, it certainly bears the question why right I mean, What's and motivation? if I don't like them, I, I won't vote for them. Well, I mean, and I'm smart enough to,
4: to know right. who I, mean, I want to vote. for. This is for.
1: a blatant attempt to weigh the
4: scales and the sta- to tip the scales, and the state Republican Party is supposed to be there to assist all Republicans uh, to run and uh, be a neutral party, and then less let, less government interference well and then when a republican is nominated then it's their job to assist that republican nominee no matter who that nominee is and but you know i mean i've noticed you know our own debbie matthews who's been here as a frequent guest she's the chair of the murray republican party and to the best of my observation debbie has been uh worked very hard to make sure that any republican uh Gets on the air here with us. Gets the assistant that assistance that Republican needs to run in the county. Whether it's, you know, information about voting or what, or who's, who's, uh, who the people are who are instrumental in the party or whatever. It, it, it appears to me she's tried to give uh, equal support to any Republican uh, for the good of the Republican Party, not for the good of any one candidate or Debbie Matthews. Uh, whatever Scott Gold is doing on the state level, bad. Now, Chris, to this appeal thing, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at this opinion right now. It is well
2: written. Well, so it looked like you have a book over there on your phone, Dale. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's huge. It's it's just that's yeah. why it came down at ten o'clock at night. Right, I
4: guess I mean I've never seen work like this so thorough and well done turned out in two days I mean this is this is like two or three weeks or maybe even something a lot of times six months with three or four law clerks working on it you know uh, and this was written in two days two days and uh, these Chancellors typically <laughs> they don't have any clerks typically I mean they, they do did by himself Uh and but it's not just that it's the his uh, you know he he goes through the facts he goes through the law he does his analysis it would seem to me very difficult to for an appellate court to reverse this
1: uh, you know they could I mean it's clear if if the state party is bound by the open meetings act then it's it's clear. Well now, that, and if if that's yeah, the case, you're right, there Chris. is no appeal. There there's no appeal to be had because if they are bound by it, they obviously did not adhere to the Open Meetings Act, therefore everything they did in the meeting is null and void. That that it's 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 cut and dry to me. But are uh, they well, not
3: public officials though? Are they governed that's the by question. the state open I don't meetings? know
1: that. I don't well, know if the state GOP is bound by the Open Meetings Act. Okay,
4: yeah, folks. Because they're looking... not
1: public elected officials.
4: They're uh, just
3: party elected officials. Correct.
4: And, you know, the chancellor addresses that. and that, Okay. I mean, that is the pivotal part of this ruling. Is it a state action subject to the Open Meetings Act? And I'm going to find that section and uh, we'll look at it on the other side.
1: High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event.
3: And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you.
1: For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love.
3: For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field.
1: For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me.
3: For coordinating transportation so I can get focused
1: for the big game for helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives.
3: Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it.
0: From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in Tennessee for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
7: Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. I'm a Happy Face Truck today. Yeah.
2: As a lifelong resident of Murray County, I've witnessed the changing landscape over the past 52 years, and I understand the needs of our community. From educating our youth to building better, much-needed infrastructure to managing rampant, seemingly uncontrolled growth, we've got our work cut out for us. But with all of us pulling together, we can attain a successful outcome for our little dimple of the universe. I'll be your workhorse on Capitol Hill to ensure it. I'm Jason Gillum, and I'm running to be your Republican State Representative in Murray County. Together, we can do better. Paid for by Jason Gillum for State Representative Don Gillum Treasurer.
3: Eastbound it down, put it
2: up and truckin'. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm Eastbound, up, what a bandit
3: run.
0: All
4: right, folks, welcome back to 3 News with a View. I'm Dude Number 3, Del Kennedy. Dude Number 2, Clayton Harris. How
0: you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody.
4: Dude Number 1, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dell. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. How you doing? Excellent. All right. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, regular special guest dude, Chris Chumley. How are you? Good morning, everybody. And special guest today, uh, Chris Yao with Main Street Murray, who is substituting in for Tom Price this week on the news program Middle Tennessee Today, which precedes our show and will be on again this afternoon from 5 to 5.30. How you doing, Chris? Doing well, Doug. Thank you. All right. Now, folks, the big news here is oh, late Friday afternoon or even Friday night, I think Ch- Chancellor Russell in Nashville issued an opinion putting Robbie Starbuck back on the ballot for as a Republican candidate for fifth uh U.S. Congressional District here in Middle Tennessee, which is now a vacant seat. We've got a lot of people vying to uh, get in the seat. Uh, The primary is in August. The winner of the Republican nomination will go on to run against the Democrat. What's her name, Clayton? Heidi Heidi Campbell. Campbell. Heidi Campbell, uh, who is running Who spoke, Mr. York, at uh, the Heritage dinner, correct? Yeah, yeah. Heidi was there. Did she give me a talk, Mr. York?
3: Oh, yeah. Great talk.
4: Okay, and uh, I she
5: did a good very, job when she was sensible. on the radio here. I agree, very
3: sensible and, and and moderated in in her approach to politics. Not not extreme, not to the left, not to
4: the right. Very sensible. Uh, Carrie, I agree. When she was on with us, I thought she presented very well. I mean, I, I'm not going to vote Democrat, but uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I, I
5: don't. You know, I'm probably not, but I don't like all the like.
1: In
4: the
5: games going on in the Republican Party in this race, I really don't.
1: And I
4: probably
5: it. It, when it comes time to push the button, I don't know that I could vote Democrat. But I will say, I'm more impressed with her than the shenanigans I'm seeing.
4: And that's that's the that yeah. And people don't like it. And I remember when the Democratic Party was the uh, dominant party in Tennessee, and they started doing a bunch of shenanigans like this, and pretty soon they weren't. And so. No,
3: now, I'm gonna make a prediction. I might be wrong, but I think, uh that if the appellate court doesn't get political, they're gonna overturn that decision.
4: Mister York, I, I, there's nothing political about this opinion that I'm looking at. It it,
1: it, it is very well reasoned.
2: This um, is the least political
1: act in this entire situation.
2: What, yeah. what Mister York, from the beginning? What but, makes you think that it'll get overturned? There's
4: there's because
3: no... they're trying to apply a law that applies to public.
4: All right, meeting. Ms. York. Let me give you the court's reason. Let me give you the court's reasoning on this, and it's quite sound. Uh, the purpose of the Public Meetings Act, blah blah blah, blah blah. Uh, the a term "meeting" is statutorily defined. This is Tennessee Open Meetings Act. The term "meeting" is statutorily defined as the convening of a governing body of a of a public body for which a quorum is required in order to make a decision or to deliberate towards a decision. Of any matter, now, you know. So that begs the question, and and this is, is the Tennessee State Executive Committee of the Republican Party a public body? Uh, to no, okay, it
3: only represents part of the population.
4: All right, let me let me uh, <coughs> let me go on to say what the court has to say about it. Uh, Tennessee law requires. And this is quote. That each political party shall have a state executive committee, which shall be the state primary board for the party. Oh, yeah, there you go. Although the state primary board and the state executive committee often function as two bodies, the court concludes, as asserted by Mr. Starbuck, that each political party shall have that, that each political the, the law requires that each political party shall have a state executive committee which shall be the state primary board for the party. Additionally, when carrying out the powers, the duties, and exercising the powers of Title Two of the Tennessee Code, the primary board is subject to TOMA. See Tennessee Code annotated. Section so whatever. because the law requires <laughs> them and, to and, and put people what, on the ballot. Here's they what Toma, already, Toma, TOMA, the Tennessee Open Meetings Act. Right. This is not a general. Tennessee Open Meetings Act uh, directly addresses primary board meetings. Wait a minute. The print's so small, I'm, I'm losing it here.
1: Uh, All right. I'm gonna... It sounds like because the state law requires the state. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's, here's what to put t- people on the ballot, then they are required by, they are under state law. Which would put them under TOMA.
4: <clears throat> Thomas specifically says meetings of each state. This is meetings meetings of each state primary board shall be open. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, meetings of each. If child, it directly and <laughs> subject to Title Eight, Chapter Forty Four. Well, no. there you go. There that you That sounds go. pretty mean, rock
2: solid. We have,
1: we have appealed and denied. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we here, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you We can rule on that here, guys. Yeah, there you go. So if well. the
2: state party is reading the same thing, unless they just know something that I don't from this, why would you fight to appeal it and make yourself look worse? The state well, primary board I'm is just, sure just acting a fool
4: from the get-go. Do what? I'm not
2: sure they can look worse, John. Well, well, and yeah, yeah to I, be, I mean,
4: <laughs> They can't look much worse i mean it's it's awful and carrie's right i mean uh, and and i've saw it before when the democratic party was shooting itself in both feet uh in tennessee and first thing that happened is people just didn't vote you know they just go i'm sick of this crap i'm not going to vote and then after a while they started voting Republican. you know and uh this this is awful and these this, this Scott Dalton <laughs> and all these state executive committee people need to be turned out to pasture, and all this business about bona fide Republicans, you know, is just a, a bona fide Republican is whoever runs is a Republican and gets elected.
2: You know, can we just have like bona fide Americans? Can we go back to that? Uh, I mean, this this extreme party crap is ridiculous. We have decision, to be Chris. common. Well, we we have to be common sense before we are party. And I'm going to be, you know, whatever I can be that's going to better the county, or the community, or the state, or whatever. Not the party. And that's where we've gotten as a country, and, and
1: it will be our downfall. This is precisely how Doug Jones was elected in Alabama. this right here is exactly the same way Doug Jones was elected the horse ride guy with uh, against Roy Moore it's exactly the same oh yeah yeah I I I, was that 18 or it was yes no maybe maybe maybe. Doug Jones is he
5: a a Democrat Doug Jones
1: Doug Jones was the Democrat uh, Democratic nominee for uh, in a special election after uh, Luther Strange was uh, placed in the situation anyway uh Yes, Doug Jones was a Democrat. Roy Moore won the um, the Republican primary. He's the guy who had the 10 commandments in his uh in his yeah. judge chambers. Rode rode yeah. to the ballot box on a horse rode, that kind of did stuff. Did all yeah. this stuff. But anyway, that is exactly they in so much and ended up with Roy Moore instead of a you know a decent person and Doug Jones wins because he was a moderate Democrat who appealed to the people. That Heidi Campbell is a moderate Democrat who's going to appeal to the people. I'm telling you, if they're not careful, this is going to be their Doug Jones. I think you could see I, that. Chris, I, a, I,
2: I I agree. I think you could see that uh, on a presidential level. Um, we have so much infighting between the parties, and uh, you know, anything could happen right now with with this extreme. Garbage. Absolutely. Yes. Chris, I mean, well, yeah, I mean,
4: the the state Republican Party doesn't need to be doing this. Uh, We also saw skullduggery right here at the local level where, um, you know, we had, uh, for a period of time, we we had Andy Ogles running for both uh, county mayor and U.S. Congress or the Republican nomination for Congress. Ultimately, at the last minute, I mean, literally the last hour, uh, he. Uh, dropped at the last hour before the deadline. He dropped out of the county mayor's race and is in the U.S. Uh, Congress race. But he's admitted, and Chris, you've looked into this extensively. I know he, he admitted publicly. On that was his plan. That that he waited to the last minute in order to prevent another Republican for uh, being put on the ballot as a Republican for county mayor. Which, ironically, Which he plan- was before that time.
1: His statement to me Uh, is ironic in the situation because what he said to me was, you know, the election uh, belongs to the people, not certain people in a party. And the Tennessee Five situation is the exact opposite of that. He's not. Andy Ogles hasn't said that about the Tennessee Five election, but he no, certainly he said it about the the county mayor election. Well that, as, far Chris, as, he's, as far as he's concerned? As far as he's concerned, that he makes no sense
4: to me. Why, how does it help the people of Murray County? Or, or the,
2: uh, <laughs> he said that that it um, it makes the people choose a person
1: instead of a party, instead of the party choosing a person. Right. That's what he said. He said that the, the election belongs to the people of Murray County, not certain people in a party. And how is that the best interest of the Republican Party? I, that's that's what I'm saying. My my point is that it's completely the opposite of what is being done in Tennessee 5, because a certain faction of the party is essentially taking this election over. So That's
3: happening in almost every county, too, Chris.
1: It's it's amazing how opposite you can be in two elections that are happening at the same time. Won't let
3: democracy flourish.
1: And so,
4: (laughs) yeah, I'm just uh, I'm. I'm, And so Andy is back with the the argument that's been in Murray County that you know you still have a lot of people who hold that there shouldn't be any partisan elections for these local offices. I don't think
1: that's where Eddie is. No, it is not. No, but his point was he didn't want someone to steal the election from the two or the independent candidate at the time. There wasn't a second independent candidate, I don't guess. And when he made the statement to me, David Baker had not joined the race. He didn't want the Republican Party to steal the race from uh, Charlie Norman, I guess.
3: Well, you know, Sheila Butts is running as an independent.
1: Well, that's because that <laughs> that's, that's the joke. point. He he didn't want Sheila Butt to get the Republican nominee, is the way that I interpreted it. So well, Skull someone
5: thinking about their, Skull or their own agenda. I mean, hello. I mean, what, well, what the is the, the driver I, in that? The irony, Carrie, is
1: he's right about that. What? He's right that the, the party shouldn't be the ones to steal the election. What should have happened is they, they he should have pulled out earlier and allowed the party to have their election exactly. instead he My
5: judgment comes a step before. It was a shenanigan. Oh
1: absolutely. Like at the 100%. end of the day,
5: if you want to apply reason, like we There's probably could agree on the reason, but it was a shenanigan. And oh, I don't like politicians and shenanigans
1: nobody does 100 percent. and carrie if
3: you wanted to run and you didn't weren't part of that little convention they had you would not be able to run correct and and that's killing democracy let people run based on their qualifications not on your personal selections of a handful
1: well we're, we're doing it under the guise of saving the taxpayers money, right? Because we don't have to have a, a, a public we don't have to have a, a primary election, right, in, in March or April or whatever. So we're well, saving the county money by not having to have well, this primary and, election, and right? And the, the idea Blah, 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 blah I'm blah, just blah, saying that's blah, that's blah, the guy. What? Right. That's and, the and
2: disguise.
4: Well, Gary, I'm with you. I got no time for shenanigans or skulldugger.
2: <laughs> if if it is true yeah, blah, 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 if blah, blah, you if you have, now, listen, hold a true caucus without bias that's okay. Sure. But I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know if that's going to happen. In terms,
4: in terms of skullduggery and and um, shenanigans, so there doesn't seem to be any difference between the state Republican Party, which is involved in a primary uh, for the Republican candidates for U.S. 5th, and the county party, which is picking Republican nominees in a local election. They've both been subject of scandal and skullduggery. And <laughs> if the party is going to succeed... Uh, and keep carry powers in it. They, they better, they better do something. Now, <laughs> listen to me. Having to, de- having to decided that, uh, Toma Tennessee Open Meetings Act does apply to the State Executive Committee of the Republican Party, and we've been through that. Y'all agreed with me that hey, game over. It does. Then, <laughs> according to Toma, any meeting not publicly held as required by the Toma. Any actions taken by that body during that meeting are null and void. Yeah. That means that not only is Robbie Starbuck back on the ballot, Marion Ortega and uh, Baxter Lee true. are back on the primary as well. I uh, have heard some talk that Ortega may or may not really be interested at this point. but
1: well, She's Kelsey, on the ballot no matter what. She can't, can't take, take her name off. It. Right, she can't, get, <laughs> she can't take her name off, so yeah. she's on it.
4: Yeah. But, and she's gonna but, get some votes. The
5: shenanigans it, 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 have negatively improved <laughs> the ability for the average Joe constituent constituent to for things to go well. All
2: right, okay. this helps me none as a common working man. All right, we're out of here. We've taken off Monday this Monday like SpaceX, baby. We'll be back tomorrow.
5: <laughs> Happy Monday. Have a great day,
1: everybody. That's great.